Konnichiwa, genki desu ka? Konbama. To all you beauties out there, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 125. I cannot believe, okay, it's, it's either 125 or 126. I gotta double check, sorry. I was planning on dropping a finance episode today based off of the finance chapter in my new book, Spirited. And then I realized that I wanted to actually record an episode for you today on if it feels like it's taking fucking forever for things to happen for you, especially because we are in a recession right now where we're starting preliminary stages of it. And also there is a sense of melancholy in the air that we normally do not feel during a summer month. Um, I also do believe that many people are out of work or they are afraid that they will lose their job at this current point in time. And so I want to address, you're doing great. Hang in there. I'm right there with you. The jobs have not been this slow since 2020 for myself personally. And I really am hoping and praying that if you have a steady income, a nest egg, a cash cow, a rich partner, someone paying your bills, you are fucking blessed. Oh my god. I mean, I'm so lucky that I saved for so many years, but financially speaking, I did not do that until I hit rock bottom in 2019. If you want to know more about my financial journey by experience, I only give advice through experience because I do not like preachy people. I only go through what I have learned through the stages I have learned and what I have done about the lessons that I had to go through on my own with finance. I did launch my business in 2007 and I have been highly successful through the years, but I have also had some very low lows. So I wanna be really realistic today if it feels like it's taking fucking forever. I was forced My hand was forced not only to call credit card companies, to ask my team to be patient with me for their payments, and to move out of my apartment because my finances were so bad in 2019. And then lo and behold, the pandemic hit and 2020 was just another ball game. What was so good about this experience was I never saved a nest egg for a rainy day like today until I had learned the hard way. And maybe you are like me and you love chaos and you thrive when times get really tough or when you're at the very end of a deadline. Well, I'm going to tell you now, you don't want to wait until that day. You want to invest in a high yield savings account right now or in bonds You want to open up your Roth IRA or your IRA IRA account. You want to be able to have a nest egg so that when things don't go your way and you are out of work for months, that you end up having the right place to put your money so it's there when you need it and you're not like scrambling. I mean, this is a very rough and interesting time for all of us right now. And if you're listening globally, it's interesting if you look at the climate in the Western market in the U.S. I only speak of it because I live in New York. It's interesting to see that things have really shifted and changed. And, and, you know, typically brands would put a lot of cash towards people like myself that are writers, authors, um, and TV producers, 
and talent that's in front of the camera. But we haven't seen a huge number of jobs from the very beginning of 2023 till now due to the fear that the economy is not going to do well. And there's a lot of political fear in the climate right now in the U.S. because of the elections for next year. Um, It's important to not live in fear and to know that it's already on its way. So there are 50 things you can do while you're out of work. And I'm going to name off some of the things that I work on while I am not shooting on set or writing a book or writing for some magazine or producing and directing a show. I, number one, work on the back end of my websites. That doesn't seem like it's something that I'm constantly doing. And it's because I've taken a break on it for a while. But I very much have realized that the upkeep of a website, and I've, I've known this for many years. I think I've had a website since I was 22, uh, for almost 20 years now. Um, but I, I think it's really important to refresh and rebrand every five years. So if you can go back and grow up with your website, I think a lot of my stuff is very juvenile um, while I've grown up. So it's important to do a refresh, refresh your pictures, all imagery, typography, sales funnels, maybe there are broken links, um, and I can do a much better job of this. And you can too. I also work on my podcast, as you guys have seen. I really want each of you to start a newsletter, a podcast, or a website this year. That is going to be my goal for each of you. You know, these three mediums are really important to grow your own brand. So if you don't have one already, a newsletter, a website, or a podcast, I highly recommend starting one or the other this year because when times get economically tough and you feel like things aren't going your way and they're not happening, you can fall back on the newsletter and write letters. You can fall back on Substack and write to your followers. You can even fall back on your own website and start writing. You don't even have to call it a blog. We've actually never called my website a blog. It has always been, I'm a publisher and I publish really beautiful and useful recipes, inspiration, and wellness content to improve your life. I will say that it is not easy to keep yourself self-motivated while you run a small business, but it is important for you to keep notes with your CPA on your bookkeeping, all of your bills, and all of the receivables like the money coming in and the money going out. If you can do a recap with your CPA while you're down in the dumps, that will help to refresh your memory. I know that I have bled out way too much money this year because we spent, it takes a lot of money, you guys, to promote a book. And the Audible original was no joke. Not only was there not a PR department that would help us out at Audible, I I think they could have helped me out, but they chose not to for whatever reason. So I was left doing it myself, which put me out at least 20 grand. And it was so hard looking back at how much money and time I spent. Now, I don't know if you guys find it helpful that I do PR and press, or if you are, thank God, and God bless you, already a devout fan, if you're just going to get all the latest from the pod, the newsletter, and the website. So that is why I suggest that you polish them up 
and you keep going. I know it's hard in the climate that we're in nowadays while you're not seeing contracts, you're not getting big checks, and you don't see any return on your investment. But I would like to think that things are already on their way. Number four, I also work on writing new shows and I consistently do this all year long. I'm lucky enough to have some writing partners now. Two of them are former members of Glee and one is a partner of a member of Glee. And we all four of us have these really productive calls once every two or three weeks and we're working on three different show formats right now. So recently I've done podcasts with everyone from the Every Girl podcast to Innovative Medicines podcast and I believe soon we'll be on Michael Jarvis's podcast. I thank these people for keeping me relevant. I continuously write shows with my friends and I continuously go on podcasts with friends and I will have more friends on the podcast as soon as we are ready. I feel that my schedule and the move and the book has unfortunately caused me a lot of heartache and time left to only focus on the pod with solo episodes at the moment, but I am dying to show you guys the list of a few gems that we can have on the podcast very soon. The thought behind keeping writing show pitches and also your podcast fresh in mind is the world nowadays moves so quickly. People create these 15 second videos on TikTok or Instagram or maybe it's on YouTube. And while they continuously keep growing their numbers through this short form content, my thought is this content is nice, but it's also fleeting. It's kind of like doing drugs. It'll give you a quick dopamine hit really fast with the likes, the follows, and the comments. But in no way will it enrich your life for the long game. What I mean by that is when you sit and write a book, it takes you years to get the dialogue, the editing, the recipes, the content, the fact checking, the resources, the references, everything must be done perfectly. You would not dare put your fucking name on a book unless it was perfect, right? Well, you would be surprised. I've seen some shitty books and I don't just mean I don't just mean the ones that you end up seeing it like Ross even though I love Ross here we go dress for less I mean when you find a book and you're like holy shit this must have taken this person fucking forever my mind is blown sometimes by the simple concept from a friend like Marie Kondo's book to Eckhart Tolle's book my mind is often blown by the simple steps that these people have asked us to take to improve our lives. And sometimes if you look at their body of work too, you are even more mesmerized by how did this person have so much time to write this project? And the answer is they devoted their life to a practice. So the amount of time doesn't really matter to them, right? They're not scrambling to do a 15 second post here and there. They are sitting down and doing the work. And from that body of work, they are then able to put out thousands of pieces of content here and there. So 
it's really easy to maybe overlook somebody who seems a little bit older, professional, and more experienced on social these days. In my opinion, social media is like doing drugs. I did it for years or them or whatever. Yes, I did, guys. <laughs> We've talked about this. I'll mention it on another day, another rainy day. It doesn't make it me better or worse, by the way. It just is what it is. It's a quick hit, right? So like you're getting a puff, you're doing a line, whatever your choice is. And it's an endorphin rush. It makes you feel really high and then you're going to have really low lows. And it is also affecting our youth tremendously, which is why the message at my age now is, you guys, I've done it all. I've seen it all. And social media by far is the worst form of getting really high quality content that is very meaningful, devout, and deep to the audiences out there. So that's why I sit and talk to you on the mic once a week and I'm devout to this practice, even though it bleeds my pockets. There's something beautiful about watching an artist in motion when they don't expect anything in return and they are virtually just practicing the things that they know and the things that they love. So you, beautiful you, yes, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Live with knowing that it is on the way and good things are coming to you. And I pray for each of you to find success and beauty in the process. It will not be perfect. It will not be easy. It will not be immediate but it will be worth it, I promise. Number six is I always end up working on rebranding, whether again, it's the website, the pod or the newsletter, but I make sure that I keep my brand fresh and it becomes apparent that I am on my game and I'm on top of the next level. What I mean by this is, I could sit around and fucking cry or party or, you know, do whatever the fuck I want all day. But here's what I choose to do. I wrote a new book proposal. I was done with it three weeks ago already. And that was roughly one month after my last book, number seven, Spirited on Audible, came out. And why this matters is you always want to be propelling yourself into the next level. My partner says... Candace, nobody goes to Michael Jordan for baseball. They didn't even want to see it. Totally got the memo. Spirituality was something that I needed to get out. I needed to cry and scream and kick and moan and grieve and let go of all the fucking shit I held on to for 20 years. 20 years. And by the way, to the cunty woman who wrote me a note once that I, I'm an actress and I cry when I record things, fuck off. These tears are not for you. These are mine. And I absolutely am not an actress. I'm a fucking writer. And sometimes artists get emotional. You know, I am often disturbed by the people that decide to write horrible things to other people. Here's a big clue to all of you that are miserable with your own lives. 
988 is a number that you can all dial if you need freedom from your own demons. You may write a quote or a comment or a letter or an email or a text to someone and it may be the last thing that they read. So for all my friends who have already left us, this is for them. Keep your negative comments to yourself. And I will pray for you that you will find a place on this earth where you feel accepted and loved and held tight and closely. I know that we all have people that we can't stand, people that we're jealous of, situations we can't control. Believe me, I get it. Somebody can accuse you of things you didn't do or say. People can twist anything they want nowadays and put it out into the world like it's the Bible. I want to tell you guys as a writer for almost 20 years, my hand is on my heart. There is nothing that you need to prove or say to anyone to make yourself feel better. All of that work is inner work. It is you sitting aside and saying, maybe I'm jealous of this person because she has the website. She has the business. She has the money. She has the man. She has the house. She has the products. She has the podcast. She has the show. Of course, I'm, I've been that person before too. And I will never admit to you guys that I'm perfect and that I have my shit together. I will only say, like I've said before many times, I throw spaghetti on the wall, the newsletter, the podcast, and the website, the new pitches with writing and writing partners, the new book proposals that are going out with the agents. And the trajectory of your life is as grand or as minuscule as you want it to be. But if you are staring in envy and jealousy of other people's lives, wondering why it's not happening for you, my friend, you at any moment in your life can decide right now to change that, to do the inner work, to work hard, to build a real resume with expert skills and knowledge. Learn how to cook for real though. Learn how to write for real though. Learn how to be a great communicator in real life. Get a real job, intern over at the New York Times, Vogue, Condé Nast, Hearst, Rodale. I mean, I've worked with all of the, these that I've mentioned and I, I still think that I have so much self-improvement to work on with my life. I still sit around wondering if I should get a nine to five job. I still sit around wondering what is gonna happen in the next six months of this year. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. We are halfway through 2023, so that means the last thing I want you to really focus your energy on is doing a lot of self-work when you have this time alone. Whatever that means to you, do it. I am not a perfect person. I had a bad morning and I was grumpy today and I was so livid that I had to do a lot of extra writing for what I think is somebody who's not pulling their weight. And if you've been there, you guys, I know you get the TPS reports and all that shit that you just don't want to do because somebody else isn't pulling their weight. 
But in the back of my mind, even if I get used and abused and walked all over and taken advantage of, as I have many, many times, I think and believe that somebody is taking notes. There is a group, and they're not all friends, but there are at least four different women that wronged me when I was coming up in the food and food recipe world industry. I'll never forget who they are. I won't name names, but they got thousands of dollars in payments from me and they treated me like shit. And, you know, I look back on this and I think to myself, what could I have done differently? And one practice that we talk about in Spirited for self-improvement, especially when you have free time in between jobs, is you can always write down the problem that you had, the people that were part of the problem, and how you contributed to that problem. Well, I was young and naive and probably entitled, and I did not really know what I was doing in the business of the food world easy, right? They were trying their best. So was I. So the end of the day, it all zeroes out, right? It's all like negative bullshit that I need to let go of because attachment is what leads to suffering. I also have been rejected so many times I actually can't count. So if you want to know more about rejection, I believe two episodes ago, we spoke about what that was like and how to handle it. It's all good, you guys. It's a redirection and recourse of what you should be doing. And we all spiral in this time of quiet and, oh my fucking God, why isn't it happening right now for me? But at the same time, you can take steps to use this precious moment to enrich your life. So by that, I mean journal, write, produce, sing, dance, create, work on your sales account that you want on your website, work on the affiliates page, work on the recipes, work on the podcast, work on getting your career started. I only say this because I need to do this work too. And I am in that gray area where I'm in between the start and the finish line. And you are so lucky, and I am too, that we get to be on this journey together. Don't doubt yourself just because it's taking a little bit longer than you thought. Okay, a lot longer, but whatever. I'm just going to say that. So today we're going to do a couple of questions before we move into the transition. I thought it would be really important to ask some of these questions too because um, they've been asked over the last few weeks. The fantasy podcast. We're going to have to do that on another juicy day. I did not forget about you guys. So the first question alludes to tell us a little bit about Kintsugi Wellness and why that book was what you call the hardest book that you ever wrote in your life. Also could be the most successful well maybe not numbers wise right if we look back clean green drinks is actually my most popular book of all time here we go the smoothies with the push of a button your whole life will change 
Now, we're not just talking about the Vitamix. I'm telling you guys that your life will definitely change if you just get more nutrients in, more sleep, drink more water, stop fucking around, keep your eyes on the road ahead of you, and stop fucking with the fuckboys. Don't waste your time doing things that are not working for you. After Clean Green drinks, we did Clean Green Eats, which also popped off, which was wonderful, but those are very... For me, they're easy to write books. And don't take that the wrong way. They were hell and back. But they were also simple as in writing a fucking chicken recipe is not... It's... (laughs) Excuse me. It's not prolific, okay? It's a fucking karaage Japanese chicken recipe. But writing from the heart and talking about my grandmother passing away and what it was like the monks in the mountains and learning about my mother's fears and my own desires and breaking up with the ex-boyfriend. I mean, and, and him just abandoning me in the middle of New York on a random Wednesday. I mean, it was just like fucking weird to go through all that and then pronounce it in a book. And the most important part about Kintsugi Wellness was the takeaway was so great because people that are going through grief sadness, hard times, heartbreak, and just overall are lost with their broken lives. They read that book and what they take away from it is strength and honor and grace and resilience. Japanese practices that we do not see here in the Western world very often. If there's one word to describe New York City, it is indeed resilience. But Kintsugi Wellness was a really great right hard turn after cooking. And then I did another left hard turn into spirituality with Audible Spirited, which if you like my voice, which maybe you do, um, you know, there's fucking hours and hours, five and a half to be exact, of me spilling my guts over how we can live better lives through a different lens, a different observation, and how we can change the trajectory of our lives by simply changing our minds. And then I go back to Michael Jordan, which is what I am at cooking, right? Or so I'd like to think. I have a funny story, by the way, about Rodman and Jordan, but I'm just waiting for the perfect moment in media to disclose them to both of you. Or to both of them, or us, if we ever... I mean, my dream is to interview all of them one day. (laughs) But see what I mean? I'm 41 years old, you guys, and I still have huge dreams. It's not easy. And don't let me fucking fool you guys. I put on a great brave face. Good hair, great teeth, amazing figure. I get it. But I'm also fucked up in the head. I've got bills to pay, finances to meet. I've got a million goals that I don't ever hit. And I just don't seem to ever have enough time or cash flow to do all the things that my heart has dreamed of doing. But I have a great cat really great partner, beautiful apartment, clean sheets, Brooklyn and here we go, really wonderful friends and a mom and dad that cheered me on even though when I started my race they were very confused. The last question I'm going to read off of the day was alluding to Candice your history and culture with Japan is so unique. Can you explain how this became such an important part of all the work you do. 
Yes. Okay. So Japanese culture is often spoken about through a westernized lens like a white man that goes to visit japan is all over youtube telling you what to do when you go to japan what the fuck do you know bro about japan okay that would be like my dad telling you guys what he thinks of japan we should always let the japanese speak first i go there to interview them directly the monks my family the nagasaki survivors and I have it documented with the biggest news channel in Japan. The reason in doing so was because nobody gives the people of Japan a megaphone or a voice. And my job is to share that with the world. Japan is a humbled culture. People take from them all day like they have from me. They take advantage of them. They don't necessarily share what they've learned they try to take parts of Japan and make them their own. For instance, matcha, ramen, travel, all kinds of different articles, docus stories that are taken from a Western lens. And while it's totally cool to visit Japan and do a travel show there, it's way more important to interview the people and let them speak on the process of Japan, the culture, the heritage, the history. I mean, my family was torn to shreds during the war in Poland and in Japan. And I so often come back to this piece from Kintsugi Wellness to Spirited on Audible. It is so fucking annoying that I have to always say, Here we go, Spirited on Audible. But it's an Audible book. I so, so deeply wish it could have gone into print. But that's another political situation. We'll talk about it another day. It is important for us to realize, and by the way, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you, Jesus. Very important for us to recognize where you come from is who you are. If you are Ukrainian, if you're from Brazil, maybe you're French, maybe you're Polish, maybe you're Japanese, maybe you are Chinese, maybe you're Filipino, maybe you are from Fiji or New Zealand or Australia. I'm sorry if I missed your country. I will get to it, I promise. The point is, is don't you want people of origin firsthand to be telling you the stories of their people, food, culture, travel, fashion, beauty, you get it. So that's the thing. And although we are American here, and yes, people do take from other cultures and make it their own. Case in point, Ayurveda, yoga, those belong to the Indian culture in India. I think it's important for us to start changing this narrative. So I often ask producers, directors, writers, agents, casting directors to pay attention to this and start giving more marginalized voices the opportunity to write beautiful shows that can show me people that look like me on the screen. Like Ethan, the guy that was on White Lotus, who's half Japanese. It was like the first time that I saw somebody who was very close to my mix. I think Keanu Reeves is also half Asian, um, being Hawaiian, Native Hawaiian, and, and Caucasian. Um, but they're, they're not a lot. And Curry is also half Japanese, and so is, um, what is that skater's name? Ono? And then Apollo Ono is his name. Um, Steve Aoki has a sister who is a model named Devin, who is half. And then... 
I could name a few more for sure. But it's that's like four people, you guys. Think about how many white people have the screen. Millions? Millions. And I, I just find it to be really hard and sad that we've not represented where we come from very often. So whether you're European or you are Asian or you're American, just don't forget where you come from. Because sometimes you can tap into that the roots, the lineage, the heritage, the humility of your ancestors, your immigrant parents. You can bless them by doing big things that make them proud of you. Don't be a loser. Go get your fucking shit together and get out there and make something that would make your mother proud. I am continuously doing it. I talk to my mom about my cat all day and she still loves me. I talk to her about my problems and she still loves me. She reminds me today. Here it is. <clears throat> you know, Ken, this is the part of life. Look, you, you are the one telling everyone imperfect, kind of like a time where things have to be down. But you are the one who is sharing the information. So maybe, yeah, you know, you know to keep doing, keep going. A lot of people in their life, they make something with their life so much less than you. They have so much less than you. So her reminder to me is, like my sister lives way more humbly than I do. I am like a, I don't know, ridiculous, ridiculously living outside of my means kind of person. But I love it. A masochist. <laughs> She makes something beautiful in London. She has her own bike shop. She does it out of nothing. You know, to move to another country and start your own business and have it be in business for over a decade is really remarkable. If you have less than me and then say less than your siblings or your friends, it's okay. I do too. And I can still make something beautiful out of having less. More doesn't mean better. More money, more power, more greed, more beauty. You can do big things by being just a small little individual. In Buddhist principles, we often talk about a mosquito in the room. If you don't think something small can have a such big impact. Food for thought. So those are my notes from questions that have come through for the last few weeks. I do think that it's on its way, and if you, my friend, can be patient, kind, and graceful, work on your list, you are going to do the inner work, you are going to write, you are going to develop, you are going to produce, you are going to start your newsletter, your pod, or your website, and you are going to do the inner work that matters, because when you change your mindset, you're able to make more rational rational, excuse me, calm and open-minded decisions. And while you let this world in and you listen and you breathe and you do what's coming your way, make sure that you always give your best to the world because times are hard. Hard times are around the corner, but there are also a lot of beautiful moments that you can work on 
while you have pause in between jobs and while it feels like nothing is happening for you, we can count our blessings for the things we have done, for the battles we've overcome, for the monstrous amount of work we have gotten through, and we're still here doing good things for each other. Thank you for listening to the Wabi Sabi Pod. If you like this and it's juicy, do me a favor, write a five-star review. I haven't seen one since May 17th, I believe. I also noticed that the Wabi Sabi Pod is like ranked really well among all podcasts. And it's just little old me. So, wow, do I salute you. Thank you guys for growing it. And please share this episode with two friends who are struggling with what to do with the next steps of their life. It is okay to be where you are. You are already on the way and it is already surely on the way. Please sign up for my newsletter at CandiceKumai.com. And also, if you are able, comment on my social posts to keep the juiciness going. Share this podcast on your Instagram or TikTok. And I'll be sure to reshare. Thank you guys for your time every week. I enjoy spending this one 40-minute time frame with you. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out.